0: We are in a section of Mark's Gospel where the key message for each of the stories that is recorded for us regarding Jesus has been one of seeing the authority of Jesus. We have seen the authority of Jesus in the lives of people that Simon and Andrew, James and John, immediately the word of follow me, they drop everything, leave family, leave their fishing and they go and they follow Jesus. We've seen Jesus with authority to cast out unclean spirits by just simply saying the word, be silent and come out. We've seen the authority of Jesus over sickness, that he heals uh, Peter's mother-in-law such that we've seen this, this major... Explosion of popularity for Jesus That it says in Galilee You have people coming from every place From every region Now coming to Him And they're bringing the sick And they're looking for healing And that men and women with unclean spirits They are coming and they are being having these demons cast out And what we are to see each and every time Is this picture of the authority of Jesus And who He is And in this scene that was just read for us, it is an extraordinary scene of the power and the authority of Jesus, and yet another amazing image. And it's not just simply over sickness, it's not just simply over unclean spirits, and not just simply authority over individuals. But here now is a staggering scene that is placed before us. The account begins in verse 40 by just simply saying, A leper came to Jesus. And you have to stop right there and recognize the audacity of the scene that has just occurred at this moment. That being a leper in Israel to have this extreme and serious skin disease was one that the law said you were unclean. In fact, Leviticus makes it very clear that you were to live outside of the community of Israel. You were to maintain your clothing to be torn. You were not to brush your hair, but to keep it unkept. And you would walk around with your hand covering your lower lip as you would cry out everywhere you walked, unclean, 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 all your days everywhere you would go. And what I want us to see is then, not only did the law itself describe the ostracization to stay outside of the camp, to show by what you wore and by your hair that you were unclean, to even pronounce it everywhere you went. Even the oral traditions that were handed down emphasized that ostracization. The Talmud said on a given day that somebody with these serious skin diseases had to stay six feet away from anybody else. And if it was a windy day. Well guess what? They upped it to 150 feet. To stay away from other people. You just have to imagine. The scene is this, at this moment. As Jesus is moving through this region. And here is this leper. And the amount of fear. That is. That is beginning to unsettle at the moment. If he's doing what the law says as he's getting closer and closer to Jesus as he's walking, then he has his hand over his lower lip and he is shouting out, Unclean! And everybody else as he's walking is doing this. We're going to back up. And I just want you to imagine this man's life. What that would look like on a daily basis, being separated from the community of Israel. You're not allowed to be near anybody. Anytime you went out in public, make sure you look unkempt. Make sure you have your hand over your lip. Make sure you're shouting out to everybody unclean. And if that wasn't bad enough, that these kinds of serious skin diseases, you were carrying with it the specter of death. You had even your own internal turmoil for what you were going through and what you were experiencing. And that's why when you read verse 40 that a leper came to Jesus, that is a showstopper statement right there. You read that and you go, what is this man doing? You shouldn't be coming up to Jesus. You should be staying far, far away. You're unclean. He's holy. You're a mess. He's the perfect Lamb of God. And to see this man, as you can imagine the people moving aside as he begins to get closer and closer to Jesus. And we're told there, it says in verse 40, that imploring Him... And falling on his knees. A simple, simple statement. If you're willing, you can make me clean. What an amazing thing. And I want us to see that not only is this request bold because he is willing to walk into the community of the people and come before the presence of Jesus. But the request, you can make me clean, is just as bold. Where would you get that idea? I would like for you just to think for a moment how often you saw leprosy cleansed in the Scriptures. With what great frequency do you see people with these serious skin diseases who are there with leprosy and they're just being healed left and right, right? You might recall that there's only two instances where leprosy is dealt with. One, I think we know very well, if you grew up in the pews, you know the story of Naaman. As Naaman has that and Elisha tells Naaman to go dip in the river Jordan seven times to be healed, to be cleansed. Of that, The other time is something we'll be approaching soon on Sunday night. If you remember in the book of Numbers, Miriam in her sin that she commits is cast outside of the camp, just as the law said. And Moses prays to God for her to be cleansed as well. What you are seeing in the Old Testament scriptures is that it was only God's prophets who provided healing to leprosy. But I would like to amplify that a little bit more because it wasn't Moses that cleansed, nor was it Elisha that cleansed, but it was God who had to do it. Moses prays to the Lord. Elisha says, go dip in in the water. None of them are the ones that say, well, be healed, be cleansed. You're good. Let me wave my hand over you and cause this miracle to happen. Nobody did that. And so I want you to see the boldness of the request to go to Jesus and to say something that caused other leaders, like in the days of Naaman. Well, what do you think I'm going to do about your leprosy to go up to Jesus and say, I know you can make me clean." Not I know you can pray to God, but I know you can make me clean. This man has an extraordinary awareness of who Jesus is. To be able to with boldness go into the presence of Jesus and to bring this kind of request, something that's not done in the history of Israel, that's something that only Moses and Elisha could pray about, that this man would be able to say, If you're willing, you can make me clean. And what happens in this, I think, is completely staggering as well. When you notice verse 41, moved with compassion, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. And he was made clean. Now, everything about the law says this is unbelievable what Jesus does. Because touching a leper, one, made you ceremonially unclean. And two, puts you at risk for the very same disease that that person had. That's why you stayed away. That's why such an individual lived outside the community. That's why Leviticus said they had to live outside the camp. The last thing you want to do is touch a leper. You're going to steer clear the Talmud. You're going to stay 150 feet away on a windy day. And Jesus touches... The leper. I don't know how long he's had this disease, but the only person who touches a leper is another leper. Everybody else stays far, far away. And I think what is particularly staggering about the idea is we know Jesus doesn't have to touch him. One of the amazing things that Mark has been highlighting in chapter 1, if you remember, is the authority of His words. When He says something, it happens. Remember, in the synagogue, who is this who teaches with this kind of authority? When the man with the unclean spirit cries out in the synagogue, does Jesus have to touch him? No, He just simply says... Be quiet and get out. Jesus doesn't have to touch this man. Jesus could just simply say, be clean. He could simply say the words of verse 41. I will. Be clean. But I want you to think about what Jesus is showing right here. I want you to just try to Put this scene before your eyes for a moment. Here is the leper. He comes into the presence of Jesus. Everybody's backing away. And it says that imploring and kneeling. So he is on the ground saying, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And now watch the other side as Jesus with purpose stretches out His hand. And touches him and says, I will be clean. It is an amazing moment that Mark is recording for us. And what Jesus is able to do is simply staggering with the words that he says. And through a touch that he gives, this man is made clean. The leprosy immediately, verse 42, notice the double highlight here. The leprosy leaves him and he was made clean. He is whole again. He is no longer unclean before God. He's no longer unclean before the community. And what you see in Jesus is a stunning reversal. What should have happened is as you are watching the scene and you are seeing Jesus reach out His hand to touch this leper, is we would all be watching this going, you don't want to do that. You're going to make yourself unclean. Pull your hand back. Don't do that. And rather than Jesus becoming unclean. The leper becomes clean. It's something. That never could happen. Unless it was God himself. Because if you touch that leper. You're unclean. And the perfect. Lamb of God who is without spot or blemish. Does not become unclean when he touches this man. But instead the man with leprosy. Becomes clean. Are you seeing the imagery of who Jesus is? That the power of Jesus. The authority of Jesus. Of who he is is greater than the uncleanness of this leper. The cleanness, if you will, the holiness of God is so strong here that it is more powerful than the uncleanness that this leper possesses. And I don't know if we could scan Leviticus and find something of a greater or more serious uncleanness than this disease of all diseases. This is the one everybody stayed away from. This is the one everybody you could not touch. Don't be near them. And we are watching in the Gospel of Mark Jesus has the authority and the power over people's lives. Jesus has the authority and power over unclean spirits. Jesus has the authority and power to heal. Jesus has the authority and power to watch and take care of and look at all of these individuals who are coming to Him with their sicknesses and their unclean spirits, and they're all coming to Him. And it says He's healing many of them and taking care of those sicknesses. And now we get one more layer. Jesus has the power to cleanse. Jesus has the power to cleanse. There has been a message in each of these pictures that Mark records. That we have been seeing that with Jesus, the purpose of His coming is not to go around being the miracle worker. He's not the healing machine. Remember, we saw that in the last lesson when here we have all of the crowds are coming and gathering and they're bringing all of them. And remember, Peter comes up to him and says, why are you out here in the wilderness? We need to go back in there because everybody's looking for you. And Jesus' answer is not, oh, you're right, I'm sorry, because the whole reason I'm here is to heal all these physical diseases. He says, no, let's go to the next city because I've come to preach. I'm here to proclaim the good news of the kingdom. So we need to continue on. In fact, that's the reason why the ending of this paragraph is this way. Instructing him not to say a word. Because his goal is not for everybody in all of Galilee to come and have a healing session. The goal is the proclamation of this good news and declaring to people who he is. And the message that is rising out of this healing for Jesus to touch this leper, to cleanse him, is that God has the ability to forgive all of the sins that you've committed. That there is more cleansing that God has to offer than sins you've committed. I love Romans 5. Romans 5 is strong with that. Romans 5.20 But where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. You cannot out-sin the forgiveness of God. There is not the leper coming up to Jesus and Jesus goes, yes, I've come to cleanse But you're too much. Can't cleanse you. Your uncleanness is too great. That's not the concern. It is a beautiful scene of how we are the unclean. We are the ones who should not be able to come into the presence of God. We are the ones who should be walking around saying we are unclean. Everybody stay away. We have no right to be in the presence of God. Just as this man has no right to come right up to Jesus, what a bold thing he does. And all of our days and all of our lives should just simply be the proclamation of we're unclean. We've corrupted ourselves. Our sins are many. Would you just stop and think about that for a minute? Can you count how many sins you've committed? Would you want to try to sit down and go for a count on that? I mean, we just immediately just, no. I know it's past thousands. (laughs) It's somewhere out there, you know. Thousands and tens of thousands, you know even begin to quantify how unclean we are, the level of sin that we possess before God. It's a stunning image that the Old Testament tries to present. Don't you see that sin separates you from God? What's the very first picture of Genesis? Sin separates you from the presence of God just put right out there first scene God wants to be with you but you don't want to be with him and you separate yourself from God and that's just the story of the scriptures we are so unclean and Jesus has the power to cleanse It is a bold cleansing because we see Jesus and the message that he is declaring is that this is what he has come to do and Jesus has the power to cleanse. But notice that's not all of the point of the text. As awesome as that point is, notice that that's not really what the leper says. Look at him again in verse forty. The question is not, Do you have the power to cleanse? He knows he does. The leper does not come up to him and say, We think you're a prophet of Israel, and I'm kind of wondering do you think you could handle I've got a problem right here on my skin. Do you think you could take care of that? It's not a question of power. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I know I'm asking something big. You know, the last time I read leprosy cured was uh, Moses and, uh, and Elisha. So uh, what about you? Would you do that? Notice his question. His concern is not in the power of Jesus, but verse 40 in the desire. If you will. If you want to, you can cleanse me. I know you have the power to cleanse, Jesus. And I'm on my knees. And I am imploring you, if you want to, you can make me clean. No question of power. There is no doubt in the ability of Jesus to cleanse. It is simply a question of desire. And I would like for you to put yourself in His shoes for a minute because I submit to you that's where we're at. I don't know that we doubt that Jesus has the power to cleanse us from our sins. If we're here in the room, I think we believe Jesus has the power to forgive. Jesus has authority over sins and he can cleanse. Isn't our doubt not the power of Jesus, but if he's willing to do it because I have so many sins. That's usually where our doubt comes from. Is that we are not doubting the authority of Jesus and the power of Jesus. I know that He can forgive, but He can't forgive me because look how many hundreds of thousands of sins. If you knew what kinds of sins I'd committed, if you knew how bad they were, how evil they were, how numerous they were, we usually go one of two directions. We either go to quantity or quality. There's so many of them, or they are so terrible. I mean, your sins are probably minor, but you know, mine are really, really, really deep, dark and bad. And I know that Jesus can forgive, but I don't think he can forgive me. That's the doubt we face. And I want you to hear the answer of Jesus to that doubt. Are you willing to cleanse? That God's answer is always yes. That when we come into the presence of Jesus with our sins, and we bring our uncleanness before God, the answer of Jesus is always yes, I will be clean. Our sin is never greater than the mercy of God, nor is our sin ever greater than his desire to cleanse us. It is a beautiful picture that the Apostle John gives us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Have you ever read that and thought, how can that be possible? If we would just simply come to him. Admit our uncleanness. Confess those sins to him. that the steadfast mercy and faithfulness of God who is long-suffering and patient forgiving transgression, iniquity, and sin answers yes, I will. You can be clean. Jesus' mission is to cleanse people from their sins. The reason Jesus comes. The reason Jesus lives the way He lives. The reason Jesus dies. The reason Jesus raises from the tomb three days later. The reason He ascends to the Father. The reason why He sits down at the right hand of God and takes His rightful position in the kingdom of God is because He has come to cleanse our sins. And there is never a point... Where you are going to be like this individual and you are down on your knees before him saying, I am just begging for you to cleanse me, that he's going to say no. He is willing. The question is, are we willing to come to him? He desires that all should repent, that all would be cleansed, that all would be forgiven. And this beautiful scene of a loving God toward a man who is considered so unclean by the law that he should be nowhere in the vicinity of Jesus or this community whatsoever. Jesus stretches out his hand, touched him, and told him he's clean. That's the kind of cleansing Jesus is offering for you. That's the cleansing that Jesus is offering. It doesn't matter what you've done. How deep or how numerous. How unclean you think you are. Jesus came so that you could be cleansed. may we never doubt the willingness of our Lord to cleanse us. If you are not a Christian, if you have not turned away from your sins and confessed Jesus to be the Son of God and been cleansed by being immersed in water for the forgiveness of your sins, see how baptism has that picture, that cleansing concept tied to it. If you haven't done that yet, I want you to recognize that the offer of Jesus is I can cleanse you. I will cleanse you. Will you come to me? Give your life to me. Submit to me and I will cleanse you. And if you are a Christian, you've been immersed in the for the forgiveness of your sins, may we never think, I shouldn't go before God today because what I did today, you know, that had to be the straw that broke the camel's back. I've sinned that sin 400 times. And it keeps getting me. And surely God's not going to forgive me now. Or that one must have been too much for God. And I want you to see the words of John. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of those sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's the very picture that Jesus is putting forward to you. I am willing. Will you believe in that and not doubt His willingness to cleanse you? I'll end by saying how often... We use our sins as a means by which to run away from God. I've done too much, so I'm not going to pray to God anymore. I'm not going to devote myself to Him anymore. I can't be the Christian that God has called me to be. I've done too much. It's been too long. It's been too bad. And I hope you see that we serve a God that that's not His answer to us. His answer to each of us is, I am willing, be cleansed. I want you to come to Me. His arms are outspread. When you sin, come to Him. Turn away from the sin. Confess your sin. Come to Him for cleansing. And don't give up on God. Don't doubt His willingness. Do not disbelieve what He came to do. He came to save. He came to rescue. He came to heal. He came to cleanse. Just the whole reason he did it. So where you respond to the invitation this morning. If you are not a Christian, what you do it this very day to turn away from those sins and come to Jesus with all of your heart. Be immersed in water for the forgiveness of your sins and start clean in the sight of God. There is no better picture and no better feeling than that moment of cleansing. Can you imagine the cleansing that this guy felt at that moment? Jesus says, don't tell anybody. How do you think that's going to go? Don't tell anybody. I'm clean. You can come up out of the waters of baptism and be clean as well. Won't you come while we stand and while we sing?